The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 1067. Auburn up like a sports leader. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope you're doing well on what is another gorgeous day here in the Auburn Opelika area. Happy Wednesday. Happy August 2nd, 2023, as we get closer and closer and closer to the start of college football, the closer we get to uh, the start of Auburn football, as well as the uh, Tigers reporting today, and they will be starting practice tomorrow. So excited to uh, excited to get over there tomorrow. Hugh Freeze has his opening press conference tomorrow morning. Uh, so excited to uh, get over and, and hear what he has to say, and then see what's going on for day one of practice. Again, that will begin tomorrow. So excited to uh, get back over there and see what's going on but uh again happy wednesday hope you're all doing well uh lots to talk about today uh very very busy show on the docket as well uh we've got two guests coming on today it's wednesday so that means jordan hill of dogs 247 uh will join us coming up at 2 30 and then austin hannon will join us at 3 30 of bama central so we'll talk a lot of auburn today and then our guest will be talking about Auburn's two biggest rivals, Georgia and Alabama. So you're going to be well-equipped for fall practice beginning tomorrow uh, for Auburn, for Georgia, uh, so you don't want to miss any of that today. So, uh, again, hope you're all doing well uh, on this Wednesday. This is On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Before we get into, uh, before we get into some conversations and some content today, wanted to let you know um, – of course, we are still uh, looking for a new co-host. I'm in the process of that. I'm hoping to have that resolved, have that hire made uh, very, very soon. Uh, there's a couple of options, so uh, trying to wade through that and, and figure out uh, where where the direction is I want to go. And so uh, working on that, so stay tuned for that. I will not be uh, by myself forever looking, looking forward to getting a new co-host in here very soon. Uh, also wanted to let you know that this will be uh, my last show until this time next week, okay? So this is the last show of the week for me uh, for On the Line from 2 to 4. I am, uh, believe it or not, uh, if you know me, I don't do this very often. Uh, I'm taking a vacation. <laughs> I am. I'm taking a couple days off, going and uh, going to get kind of reset, get my mind right before the craziness truly kicks in of football season. Uh, it's a little later than I wanted to take it. Uh, no fall practice getting started up, but this was pretty much the only time I could do it. And so uh, if you work a lot, you understand it. You know, you got to you got to take some days off here and there and you got to get mentally reset. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm taking off uh, Thursday, Friday, Monday and Tuesday. OK, I'll be back in studio a week from today. So this will be the final show. And then a week from today. I will be back. Um, as far as I know, Max Roundtable and the drive will still be as normal. Uh, we'll still go on as planned. 
just during my time uh, from 2 to 4, will air uh, ESPN uh, national programming. So just keep that in mind. Uh, I'm looking forward to a couple of days off. I will miss it. I will miss uh, all of you as well. I will be keeping up with everything going on with Auburn football, uh, with everything else going on in college football, because it just seems like every single day something else happens. More news comes out, right? So don't worry. I'll be keeping up with it. I'm going to go to practice tomorrow morning before uh, heading out of town. Uh, I will... Maybe get to practice on on Tuesday if I'm back in time. I don't know if I will be or not. And then uh, as fall practice continues on. So uh, I will be keeping up with it. Don't you worry. I'm going to be completely up to date and uh, excited to talk about it when I get back. But I am excited to take a couple of days off. So again, this is the last show of the week. And then I'll be back this time next week on Wednesday, uh, picking up like we are today. So wanted to let you know that. I'll remind you a couple more times throughout the show today. But again, we're talking Auburn football. What we're looking for as fall practice begins tomorrow morning. We get the media window uh, tomorrow. So looking forward to that. Uh, Bill and Dan will give you all the insight you need on what they saw, uh, what they're hearing, what I'm hearing when I get back. Um, So we're going to talk about that today. Day. Also looking around the SEC and other fall camps getting going. Uh, excited to get some, some insight on Georgia and Alabama as they get started this week with Jordan Hill of Dogs 247 and Austin Hannon of Bama Central. We'll talk to both of those gentlemen this afternoon. Uh, plus, looking around college football, we have more news today. More news about conference realignment. There's even some betting news that we got to talk about uh, if we have time. So it's a wild time, folks in college football it's a wild wild time as we are 31 days away from Auburn football kicking off the season on September 2nd so for the last show of the week for me phone lines are open until we have a guest on I want to hear from you what are you looking forward to in fall practice what are some of the storylines that you're interested in the position battles that you want to hear about over the next couple of weeks give me a call I want to hear from you 334 321-1390 that number again 334-321-1390 and we're going to get to the phone lines to start off the show today you're on the line who am I speaking with hey man this is Shane hey how Shane how are you brother I'm good buddy hey uh I, w- I want to talk some football but yeah it, I uh I, I guess I missed I missed the step or something did uh you're by yourself now Oh, what happened there? yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. In case anybody has uh, missed a show or two uh, this week, or yeah, I guess this week. So, uh, about a week ago, uh, Carter Carter Bird, my my co-host, who's been with me for almost a year, um, he got a late acceptance into law school. And so, uh, as of right wow. now, he is going to be moving out to uh, Tucson to attend law school at the University of Arizona. So, um, he, yeah, 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 very, very quick. Um, again, they 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 contacted him, and he came to me, and he was like, "Hey, I pretty much got about a week, and then I got to go because orientation. Uh, I believe orientation starts next week, sometime, Shane. So uh, he yeah. unfortunately he didn't have much time, and neither did I. And so uh, he got he took yeah. a new path and got accepted to that. And so uh, yeah, he is he is no longer with us. Monday was his final show, and unfortunately, what what sucks about that more than anything is um, the fact that he got COVID over the weekend, and so he couldn't oh, come no. in. Yeah, so couldn't come in studio on Monday for his final show. He did call in uh, and, and talk a 
little football and and say his goodbyes. And so, uh, yeah, he, he got to do that over the phone on Monday. But, yeah, he is uh, no longer with me, so looking for a new co-host. Oh, wow, man. I'll put my application in, folks. <laughs> Send it my way, <laughs> man. Send it my way. Hey, uh, well, man, you, 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 keep it, you keep it down. So, uh, you know, you, you've been doing this. You did it by yourself for a while before. So That's right. That's right. But um, that, that, that was just shocking. I, I, I was listening yesterday. I, I, could, I wasn't able to Monday, so I guess I, that's when I missed Yeah, it. well, but, he, he didn't anyway. say anything. Yeah, he didn't say anything on Friday. He was going to make his, you know, just yeah. a quick announcement on Monday, and then it's just one thing after the other, and it didn't work out that way. But he was able to call in. But, uh, yep, we're riding solo for now. Hey, man. Hey, um, it's, 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 it'll be all right. Uh, good, best of luck to him, though. Um, of course. Hey, um, wait, so – Couple things with spring practice. Um, um, Jarquez, um, if he runs out there tomorrow, practices, does that mean he's he's most likely going to be starting? Um, I I guess you could say that. I don't think he's going to be fully available for fall practice. Just my my two cents on that. Um, and I don't think that has anything to do with the football team. Hugh Freeze has talked about it being a a university policy, university issue. Um, and I think that's accurate. And so we'll find out. I mean, we'll, I'll be there tomorrow morning and, and Bill and Dan will be as well. And they'll be able to talk about it a little bit since I'll be gone. But um, I, I guess you could say that. I mean, if he's there practicing in fall practice, it, it could be a fair assumption to say he's going to start day one. But I just don't know if he's going to be practicing right away, Shane. They, they might. They also might go the Michigan route and, and, and uh, suspend him for the, the first game instead of uh, you know an important game. Yeah, uh, and, and we'll see. We'll see what the first one. Right, and know, we'll and we'll see what the university ends up doing. I, I really don't know. They've been they've been pretty airtight yeah. on the situation as they should be. It's a very serious yeah. thing that's going on, and so uh, we'll we'll just really honestly, we're all just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, uh, other other issue is um, wide receivers. Who do we have right now? I'm, I'm I'm I've been so excited about you know the future. So we we brought in some good guys, did we not for this past this past recruiting class? So so who who might be our starters on 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 that front? And I'll, I'll hang up and listen, man. I, I I love the show. Yeah, appreciate the call, man. Good to hear from you, Shane. I appreciate you calling in three three four. 321-1390. would love to hear from you and what you're looking forward to uh, for fall practice that begins tomorrow uh, for Auburn football. So, yeah, with, with Jarquez, it's just a waiting game. We're just going to have to wait and see uh, what that uh, what that turns into, what the outcome of that is. I honestly just don't know, and I don't think many people do. And we're all probably going to find out the same time and the same way. Um, when you talk about the uh, wide receivers, Shane, and I know there's a lot of people interested uh, in the wide receiver position because it seems like there's better there's better players more athletes in that room now uh, than there were this time last year and uh, you look up and down this roster you know you got a couple tight ends that are going to be really exciting I think uh, Fairweather is going to be one of your go-to guys in the tight end room you have Luke Deal you even have Tyler Fromm a senior in there as well when it comes to tight ends who I believe are going to be involved in the offensive game plan. If you remember when Brian Harson was here, one of the very few, few things that him and that offense actually did was use the tight ends more than most Auburn offensive offenses have in the past, which was kind of interesting. I'm curious to see what this offense does with tight ends, but 
when it comes to receivers, uh, you still have Coy Moore, you still have Camden Brown, right? And I think we all know the potential of what Camden Brown can be. And I think if others weren't brought in, I think you could have seen Camden Brown really be one of the go-to guys. Uh, you still have Javarius Johnson. He's a senior, right? He's, he's your oldest veteran guy in the wide receiver room. I've heard great things about Caleb Burton, the transfer from Ohio State. I've heard really, really good things in summer workouts. Obviously haven't had any practices, but everything I've been told and read and heard about Caleb Burton in the summer workouts is that he's a superstar in the making. And we talked about that when he transferred here, right? We talked about the potential of Caleb Burton. Why? Because he transferred from Ohio State. And Ohio State just constantly pumps wide receivers into the league. They've got one of the best receivers coaches in all of football, not just college, but in all of football. So Caleb Burton is, I think, going to be a superstar. He's a redshirt freshman, so he's got years of experience left, right? He's got years of eligibility, I should say, uh, that he can use when he's here for Auburn. Shane Hooks is another senior, right? Jair Shorter. You've got some seniority on this team in the wide receiver room. Uh, but I look at I look at Caleb Burton. I look at uh, Javarius Johnson. I look at Jay Fair, Camden Brown, Coy Moore. You have a good mixture of senior, junior leadership, right? Guys that have played some college football versus a guy like Caleb Burton who – could really take off. Jay Fair, who I think could take off as well. Even Camden Brown as a sophomore, right? I think there's a good mixture of experienced guys and guys that have a chance to really take off this year under Hugh Freeze and in this offensive system, especially if you get the right quarterback in place, especially if your offensive line can improve, which can establish a run game, which then opens up the passing game. It's simple college football. It's simple football, folks. So if all those things come together, I think you're going to be in a really good spot. Does Auburn have just the absolute difference maker at wide receiver right now? I don't think so. And I think that's what fall practice will give you an opportunity to see, will give us an opportunity to see and talk about, is is there a wide receiver in this room that separates themselves over the next couple of weeks in fall practice and no that's not a very long time but typically there is a guy that does that and if not who is that guy throughout the season right halfway through the year when Auburn is playing Ole Miss or Auburn is playing Arkansas or Auburn is playing whoever halfway through right who is that go-to guy that when Auburn needs a first down on third and eight this is who they're throwing it to right? When Auburn's inside their own 10 and they have to throw a fade route to the corner, who's the go-to guy? Who's going to go up and get it? And I think there's a combination of guys. I, I, I feel confident it could be five different ones. And so that's what fall practice will be for in a short amount of time. But that's also what the entire season's going to be for in a longer stretch of time. And so I think there are some really talented dudes in the wide receiver room. I really do. So, Shane, I appreciate you bringing that up. I know that's a position that Auburn has been hurting for in the past to get numerous threats in the in the wide receiver room, but I think you're going to see it. And I think if the quarterback battle goes the way I think it does, and I think it will, 
you will see those receivers be elevated and get better game after game. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back, talk some more Auburn fall camp, plus some other news around the SEC and college football. Lots going on here on a Wednesday afternoon. Phone lines are still open. I would love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. We'll talk more fall camp across the SEC when we come back. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Back inside the studio here at ESPN 106.7 for the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Talking Auburn fall camp as they uh, report today. They begin practice tomorrow. Hugh Freeze will open up uh, with a morning press conference tomorrow morning at 8.30. uh, And then the practice will begin tomorrow right after that. Our media viewing window is around 9.30. So we'll be over there tomorrow morning. Uh, I have a busy morning before heading out of town. Watching, uh, listening to Hugh's press conference. Then watching Auburn football practice. uh, And then coming back to this side of town and going to watch Lee Scott fall football practice. They got going uh, yesterday, so i uh, excited for that because we're just a couple of weeks away from high school football, folks. Lee Scott starts on August 17th. Uh, I'll be calling that on AU100, and then Auburn High School gets going on August 25th on the road. Uh, Scott Bagwell, Rob Payton, Jack Hutton will be on the call for that on Wings 94.3. So uh, high school football just right around the corner as well. But as fall practice begins tomorrow for Auburn, again, just sort of previewing what we want to see, uh, what we expect to see, a lot of different position battles that people will have interest in. Uh, Shane was calling, talking about the wide receivers. Everybody, of course, everybody is going to be wondering about the quarterback battle, right? And it is a battle because no starter has been named. There is no... Uh, No plan on a starter being named. I don't know when that's going to happen, and we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I think there is a heavy favorite in the clubhouse, but I think both guys are going to have to prove it. I do think it's down to Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford. I think that it will be one of those two guys. I have my pick on who I think it will be. I have my pick on who I think it should be, but I'm also interested to see both guys in practice over the next couple of weeks. I really, really am. And I'm interested to see how Peyton Thorne looks under this offensive playbook and system. He's had all summer to to study it, right, kind of get out and try to figure it out. Um, But I'm really, really interested in day one of practice and throughout the next couple of weeks before Auburn gets going. How does Robbie Ashford look? How does Robbie Ashford look? Can he throw the football accurately? Can he make the right reads? Can he make the right throws? Can he make the accurate, correct throws? Right? I'm looking for those things. I'm just looking for him to get better, honestly. Because we can all see the potential in Robbie Ashford. Nobody has doubted that ever, the potential of him. It's just, can he get put it all together? And look, Hugh Freeze hasn't been there long enough, and this staff hasn't been there long enough to truly develop him into his full potential, but I think that's what this season could be. I really, really do. I really think this season could be that for Robbie Ashford behind Peyton Thorne, because I do think Peyton Thorne wins the job. I do. I just think, barring any crazy injuries, barring this being another Zach Calzada situation... I just don't see a world 
where in a couple of weeks, when Auburn's preparing for game one, right, game one of the season against UMass, I don't see how Peyton Thorne's not taking first-team reps. But I'm interested to see what Robbie Ashford does this season. How does his mindset look, right? How does his attitude look? I'm not saying he has a problem with that. I'm just curious because he struggled last year. He struggled on a team that was struggling for talent, was struggling for coaching, was struggling for mentorship, and he hasn't had anybody to truly help him get better. Now he does. And so even if Robbie doesn't win the starting job this year, playing quarterback one for Auburn, I think he has a chance to get really good on the bench, in practice, and if something, God forbid, happens, if Peyton Thorne is named the starter and something were to happen, I want to see if he would be ready. And maybe that would be the Texas A&M game or the Arkansas game or whatever, right? I'm not saying I want something to happen to the starter for Robbie. I'm just saying in a hypothetical situation, I'm interested to see the growth in Robbie Ashford this year. I'm, I'm interested to see what it looks like in practice and then once the season gets going. Let's get to the phone lines once again. 334-321-1390. You're on the line. Who am I speaking with? Uh, hey, this is Ed. Hey, Ed. How are you, man? I'm doing good, but I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't uh, get the, the preview. But yeah, I, I was just going to talk. Y'all doing okay today? Yes, sir. Doing fine. You, you said you went by practice, but was it just like a walk through today? What were they? Oh, oh no, that was Auburn High School. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'll be uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, Auburn University starts their fall practice. Lee Scott has started their fall practice. The high school here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got that. I was just going to uh, ask you about a couple of things. Uh, the the Alabama, I, I, you know, I know y'all are younger than me, but there are some people that are just acting, you know, way, I mean, not only fans, but broadcasters, you, you know, on, on this station, just absolutely having a fit that Perry Thompson flipped. Oh, yeah. From, to Auburn, but but like I said, I'm older than y'all, and, and you know, uh, it wasn't anything for Auburn to be higher rated uh, than Bama, you know, in the 80s and 90s, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it it wasn't it wasn't often, but you know, there, there were periods, right? But 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 and they seem. Let me just ask you, if you were going to have a guy to flip on you, okay? And let me tell you, there are a lot, a lot of Auburn people that are absolutely convinced that Pat, you know, even after Pat died, uh, wasn't coaching, you know, he, you know, helped. Did a lot of the flips that uh, Bama got from Auburn mm-hmm. were orchestrated to happen right there on signing day. Okay, so you don't have any chance to go recruit another guy if you're that school and you think you're going to get him. Now this happened with about six or eight guys, mm-hmm. and it was kind of a, it was kind of looked at as a joke among Bama people that I know. But you know that's that's the name of the game. But would you rather have that, or would you rather have him switch when you know, like in July when you still got time to recruit another guy? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you 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 want you know you want if it's going to happen, I guess you'd rather it happen early. That way, you still at least have a chance to get him back, right? Well, if you don't get him back, you can go get another guy. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And but the one guess I I couldn't understand the host. I couldn't understand it. One moment it was all against any kind of trying to flip, but we all know that. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody. Well, I think Brian Harson didn't do any recruiting, but but other than that, I, you know, everybody keeps recruiting kids if you think you have a chance. And yep. then certain kids will just say, "Hey, it's shut down, shut their phones off," mm-hmm. and, and and you know that. But I, 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 they used to back in the eighties and nineties. There was a big thing, uh, Bama people when they missed out on a on a prospect it would be well you know he never would Bama never really wanted him right exactly and it seems like that's been the narrative on Perry Thompson and Demarcus Riddick and Ed I don't agree with it because they wanted those guys really really bad hey we're up against a break man I hate to cut you off yeah appreciate the call Ed it's always good to hear from you yeah it's crazy how when you want to recruit and he doesn't pick your school all of a sudden you just didn't want him that bad anyway I just don't buy it. We'll talk to Jordan Hill of Dogs 247, get a preview on what Kirby Smart had to say today. Plus, Georgia football starts fall practice tomorrow. We'll talk about that coming up. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Halfway through hour number one here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 1067. And as always, on Wednesdays at 2.30, it's Jordan Hill of Dogs 247 joining us on the phone lines. And Jordan, can you smell it in the air, man? It almost smells like football season is just around the corner. Definitely. I'm actually over here on Georgia's campus right now as we speak. And uh, yeah, it feels like uh, they're ready to go back out there and and get this thing started. As hard as it is to believe it's going to be college football at the end of this weekend or at the end of this month. And uh, Georgia will be getting ready to play in the the, uh, first week of September. But yeah, it's almost here, Jacob, and not a moment too soon. I can promise you that. Well, we are 31 days away from Auburn and Georgia both kicking off their seasons. Uh, Georgia kicking off the 2023 uh, campaign with UT Martin at home. Uh, They have UT Martin, Ball State, and then South Carolina, their first three games of the year. Uh, Jordan, Georgia will start fall practice tomorrow. Same thing as Auburn, uh, but Kirby Smart had his press conference today. Uh, What did he say? What were some of the questions asked to him previewing fall practice that begins tomorrow? for the dogs you know it's kind of a run-of-the-mill press conference nothing too wild from kirby a couple of notable injury updates i think the biggest ones being running back branson robinson and linebacker smile munden uh sounds like they're taking it slow with them which they have uh you know the good uh situation to be able to do that to let those guys work their way back from uh, a pair of foot injuries uh, i think in the long term their uh, prognosis looks good but uh, they will not uh, be full go to start practice they will be running other than that, you know, we'll talk about quarterback. Obviously, that's a lot uh, uh, on people's minds with Stetson Bennett gone, trying to find who will be the next guy. Uh, all indications are that it'll be Carson Beck, but I think that's the competition going. And, you know, ask Kirby about that competition and what he wants to see. And, you know, 
those guys be where their feet are, to not get hung up if there's ever any mistakes or, or to get caught up even when things are going well. Uh, to keep the main thing the main thing and keep their focus. Uh, other than that, you know, nothing too crazy, nothing too wild. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. It was only a few weeks ago that we got Kirby uh, in Nashville for SEC Media Days. So uh, it, it was just uh, one of those things that gets everything set up. Uh, we'll have a chance to watch practice, a little bit of practice on Thursday and talk to some players and uh, really get this thing rolling. Yeah, I was going to ask you what uh, what Georgia and Kirby are allowing you and the media to see. How much, uh, how much of fall practice are you guys going to be able to see over the next few weeks? Uh, that'll be a good question. I'm anticipating tomorrow. We are we know we're getting a few viewing periods. I would have to imagine it'll probably be about 15 minutes worth of uh, practice to get to watch. Uh, maybe they'll surprise us and let us see a little more. But uh, there will be little glimpses here and there, nothing uh, too wild that they're going to show us. Uh, probably a lot of uh, individual drills, not a lot of seven-on-seven, seven, things like that. So we'll get a good sense of who's available early on these first few days, who's really standing out as far as uh, the top guys at the different positions, but uh, not anticipating seeing a lot of seven-on-seven. Seven. They're probably going to wait until the horn sounds and uh, they send us on our merry way uh, before they get into some of that. Well, let's uh, let's talk that quarterback battle a little bit because it is one of the uh, many schools in the SEC that is still uh, searching for a solid QB1. Uh, you alluded to it being, in, in your opinion, Carson Beck, uh, but there are guys behind him that are very, very capable of taking that starting quarterback job. Uh, Jordan, in your opinion, what does it take for this year's team? And I know you still got some things to figure out with fall practice, but what is it going to take for, I guess, what are you looking for out of the starting quarterback in this year, in your mind, that will help Georgia be the most successful? I think it's something that Kirby has hit on in the past, and he talked about it last year with Seth and talking about the progress he had made. And the big thing that Kirby harped on at the time was that Stetson had cut out so many boneheaded plays, which is how Kirby described it. Uh, you know, forcing the ball when it doesn't need to be, you know, not living to see another down, just trying to make something happen when something's not there. And I think that's going to be the key to whoever wins this job. they got to be able to trust him that even if they go out there and say they go three and out and have to punt, uh, they're going to take that, especially with the punter they've got, rather than trying to force a play, giving uh, the ball back to the defense and, and giving short fields. They want guys they can trust to be the trigger man, to be a guy that they can count on uh, to make plays, but also to understand when there's just something, uh, when something's not there. And, and again, to live to fight another down. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. I do think these quarterbacks are talented, and I don't want to you know, try to put that label of like, oh, they, they've got a game manager. I don't think that's the case. But you do have to have that part of you that understands that not every play's got to be a 40-yard bomb. Not every play has to be a touchdown. I'm living with what the defense gives you, and if sometimes that means taking a sack or throwing it away, you know, learning to live with that and moving on. And Jordan, as fall practice begins tomorrow for the Georgia Bulldogs, outside of that quarterback battle, uh, that's obviously where a lot of fans get interested. There's one going on in Auburn right now, but other positions you have your eye on throughout fall practice that either you're going to be looking at or asking questions to Kirby Smart about the football team uh, throughout fall practice. Uh, definitely on offensive line, the left tackle, that was a position where there was a battle during spring, a redshirt freshman, Ernest Green, and a junior, Austin Blasky. I think that's going to continue, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see both those guys get legitimate reps into the season. You know, Georgia rotated about seven guys up front regularly last year, 
And I think both those guys are poised uh, at that position to be able to do that this season. Uh, elsewhere, outside linebacker, if you're losing Nolan Smith and Robert Bill, you need guys to step up. I think junior Chaz Chambliss has a really good opportunity to do that. And they've got some really talented guys behind him, but they're inexperienced. Guys, uh, you know, they signed three freshmen uh, in the 2023 class that are very promising. Damon Wilson, Samuel and Pimba, uh, Gabe Harris as well. Um, they've got talent there, and they've got a couple of sophomores coming back, and Jalen Walker and Marvin Jones Jr. that they have high expectations for. And, and other than those positions, I would say cornerback opposite of Kamari Laster. They need someone to step up now that Keely Ringo is a Philadelphia Eagle. And it uh, really looks like a three-man competition the way I see it. Dalen Everett, Nylon Green, and Julian Humphrey. Um, all those guys are still young. Uh, and you've got uh, two sophomores in Green and Everett, and then a redshirt freshman, Julian Humphrey. A lot of talent, which you are, um, you know, everyone's come to expect when it comes to Georgia and the defensive back. Kirby Smart has been there as well as Will Muschamp. Um, they're really talented. It's going to be, uh, I think, pretty challenging to decide who is going to win that job and start opposite last year at corner. Jordan Hill of Dogs 247 joining us on the phone lines here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Jordan, as Georgia uh, gets into fall practice 31 days away from the start of the 2023 season, which side of the football are you most confident in right now? And could that change in 31 days by the time this team takes the field for the first time? If I've learned anything with uh, following this program, even before I came back, and uh, having a chance to see it on a day-to-day basis, I got to say defense. I mean, they've just done such a good job. You think coming after 2021, you thought, okay, this defense in uh, 2022, it'll probably be pretty good, but it can't match the year before. And it wasn't quite as good, but uh, it was pretty darn close. And I think that's just uh, a statement and a testament to the way Kirby Smart and this entire staff have recruited, really on both sides of the ball, but defense specifically. I think this defense is going to be in really good shape. I think as long as they figure out that corner spot we just talked about and also interior defensive line after you lose uh, just a, an absolute monster in Jalen Carter, just how dominant he was at defensive tackle, I think they'll be in really, really good shape on the defense. Now, could that change? I, I think I would still stick with the defense, but I think this offense can be very, very productive. I think this is an offense. Uh, you get the right guy in there at quarterback if it is Carson Beck. If he settles in and takes advantage of the playmakers around him, I think it'd be a very, very productive offense. Over the last couple of weeks, we've seen some big-time recruiting battles. We've seen some big recruiting storylines. Uh, Jordan, I know recruiting is not your your absolute go-to, but I know the news it has been loud in Athens, it's been loud in Tuscaloosa, and it's been extremely loud here on the Plains with Demarcus Riddick, his flip from Georgia, picking Auburn over Alabama. Uh, Georgia, they made up for it with the commitment of Justin Williams, another five-star linebacker. Um, what are what are the vibes around this Georgia football program and the fan base with some of the shakeups in recruiting as we get closer to the season? I think there's still excitement when you keep in mind that Georgia's still got the number one class and the number one class that has the chance to be the highest rated group of commits and signees uh, in the modern era of recruiting. Now, there's some big ones to come, big commitments down the line. Uh, the biggest one probably Saturday night, KJ Bolden, a five star safety, a guy that I'm sure Auburn fans know well because it seems like Auburn's doing what they can to get in the mix there. Um, But you've also got Nate Frazier, a running back from out in California that Georgia's going after hard. 
A few other guys, William Nuonery, who is a defensive lineman from Missouri. I believe he's going to commit on August 14th. Um, and Aiden Breland, another defensive lineman from the West Coast. There's a, a number of guys who are still on the board uh, that they want to add to this class. I think there is some excitement. I do think uh, Auburn raised uh, some eyebrows from what they were able to land uh, over the weekend and the last few days. Uh, but I think Georgia fans are still super excited about uh, what they've already got in this class and the pieces that could soon join it. And then, Jordan, to, to kind of build off of that, uh, we know that uh, Georgia in, in this football program have had its fair share of off-the-field issues. Uh, is that something that you've heard Kirby Smart address? I know he had his press conference today. Is that something you've heard that him address uh, to you, the media, or his team as they enter fall practice? You know, that was kind of more of the talk at SEC Media Days, and there had been a media briefing before we went to Nashville sort of handling that. So, yeah, not a whole lot of talk about that. I mean, I think Kirby sort of made the point he wants to make on that as far as the expectations of their players, what they want to see from everybody. Um, I think that that is sort of understood at this point. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things that people are going to continue paying attention to it, which they should, because obviously – um, any athletic program is going to be under scrutiny when it comes to what the men and women in it do off of the field or off of the hardwood. And that when you have a team like Georgia that's had so much success these last few years, it's even more so. Um, but I think that they've done a good job of really laying out what their standards are within the program. And if there are any more instances that pop up between now and the season, I'm sure that Kirby's going to address it. And uh, we'll just have to see what he has to say. Jordan Hill of Docs 247, uh, who joins us every Wednesday at 2.30 here on ESPN 106.7. One more before I let you get out of here. If there's a player or a players or a position group in fall camp that you expect to take a big jump and make the most noise, who would it be and why? Uh, I really want to see inside because of the talent they got in there. Now, I mentioned at the top that Smile Munden is banged up. Probably won't see him very much. Uh, but they've got Jamon Dumas-Johnson, who was the second leading tackler last season. You've got Xavier Sori, who I think is going to step up off smile as hurt. This guy was just, oh, by the way, he was a five-star as a recruit. And it uh, seems like he's taken real strides. Uh, and they got three freshmen who were outstanding recruits. Raylan Wilson, C.J. Allen, uh, Troy Bowles, who is Todd Bowles' son, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, okay. uh, I think that when you look at these defenses the last few years with Kirby, it pretty much stops and starts with inside linebacker when you have uh, Roquan Smith and you know, the Kobe Bean, uh, uh, all of the different guys, Monty Rice as well. Uh, they they make so many plays and they make so many tackles on those defenses. Uh, they are a little bit shorthanded with Smile probably uh, being uh, restricted to just running off to the side and trying to get his way back for the season. Uh, but I think they are uber loaded at inside linebacker and. I think starting with the viewing period we're going to get tomorrow, it's going to be very, very clear that that is the case. Well, Jordan, football season, look, we, we have football to watch and talk about in this month. We're in August, and we have football to finally talk about, man. It is it is going to be here before we know it, and it's about to be our busy season once again, brother. Definitely, but you know what? I, and I know you'd say the same, Jacob. We wouldn't have it any other way. You better believe it. Well, hey, tell everybody where they can find you, all your fantastic coverage uh, with Dogs247. Definitely, dogs247.com, on Twitter at Jordan Davis Hill, and on Twitter at Dogs247. And be sure to say, hey, we got a 75% off deal right now. Oh, wow. I, I encourage anyone to. 
go sign up before we get into fall camp and things get rolling. And, hey, if you sign up with us, you can pop over and read Auburn Undercover, Nathan King and Jason Caldwell, all those guys. Um, it's a pretty good deal, pretty sweet deal, and uh, it's uh, perfect timing because there's going to be so much content to read these next few days and weeks. Uh, I know that the fans are, are uh, chomping at the bit ready for it to get here. You better believe it. Well, hey, go check it out. 75% off for Auburn 247, Dogs 247, the entire website. Everybody that's involved with that does such a great job. Uh, and, 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 man, we appreciate you and your time every single week. And uh, we'll talk to you next week and get some updates on fall practice. Sounds great. I appreciate it, Jacob. Yep, thank you, man. That's Jordan Hill of Dogs 247. Again, he joins us every Wednesday at 2.30, getting us all caught up on the Georgia Bulldogs. They reported today. They'll start fall practice tomorrow, just like Auburn. Uh, So uh, when I come back this time next week, excited to see what he has to say about this Georgia team and, and what the strides they've made throughout their first week of fall practice. We'll come back, wrap up that conversation, talk about a couple of the points he had to say before we get into hour number two, talking more Auburn football. Give me a call before we get out of here, though. 334-321-1390. We'll wrap up hour number one when we come back. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Big thank you to Jordan Hill of Dogs 247 who joins us every Wednesday at 2.30 here on On the Line having great things to say always about uh, the Georgia football program and getting us up to date on everything going on. Uh, Kirby Smart had his introductory or I guess his his fall practice introduction press conference if that's the best way to say that. Uh, He had his press conference today. Uh, Jordan said didn't have anything too crazy to say. I mean there hasn't been a whole lot to talk about so uh, just kind of previewing practice getting started tomorrow but Uh, No, interested to see what happens with that Georgia team. We know uh, there's a quarterback battle going on. He said it's going to be Carson Beck. Uh, That seems to be where most of the people uh, are are relying on, and it seems like that's what most people are thinking is going to happen. Uh, But here's the thing that Georgia has that not a lot of teams have. If it doesn't work out with Carson Beck, they have some really good guys behind him that can step in and probably be pretty good, right? Where, you know, you look across uh, across this state in Tuscaloosa where Alabama has a big quarterback battle, and I think that's a bigger battle than what Georgia has because you have three guys there. Sure, they could start, but are they going to be what Alabama needs? I think it's very interesting to talk about that, which we will uh, coming up in hour number two. We're going to have uh, Austin Hannon of Bama Central join us. We'll talk about Alabama previewing uh, and getting started their fall practice. We'll talk about that quarterback battle. A lot of similar uh, questions for him that I had for Jordan, but we'll be talking Alabama instead of Georgia. So make sure you stay tuned for that or make sure you're back inside the car on ESPNAU.com to to catch that interview. That'll be at 3.30. But with Georgia, it doesn't take, I feel like, it doesn't take just a, a, a Heisman-winning quarterback to be good over there now. Look at Stetson Bennett. I mean, Bennett was a good quarterback. We know the storyline. We know he was a walk-on, all of that. But he wasn't just this unbelievable freak-of-nature athlete like we've seen a, a Bryce Young or like we've seen a, a Trevor Lawrence or a Johnny Manziel or whatever, right? Even a Caleb Williams. Like, Stetson Bennett was never that. He was just good enough. Like he was good and he got better. And 
Georgia has built themselves into having so many good athletes, like we've seen Alabama do for so long, that he didn't have to be that good. He didn't have to be. And you know what? I think Alabama may get to that point this year as well. I don't think they have a superstar quarterback. I don't think they need a superstar quarterback. And I think you could say that more for Georgia than you could for Alabama because Georgia's more talented than Alabama. They just are. They're more talented right now. And so no matter who the quarterback is in Athens, I think they're going to do a good job. They've got the offensive line and the running game to do it. We'll see what their receivers look like again this year for Georgia. And what has them in every single ball game is what Jordan Hill just got done talking about was the defensive side of the football. That's what's made Georgia so good, right? They just had a couple of years ago in 2021 – they had arguably the best defense ever assembled in college football. And so that's what helps Georgia more than anything right now is if they do have question marks on the offensive side, their defense is so good that they can make up for the offensive woes or they can at least help the offense and give them a little time to get better. So I think Georgia's going to be just fine. I think they're going to be just fine. Uh, we've looked at their schedule. We know that the, the Georgia football schedule is not hard. It's not difficult by any means. It's one of the easiest schedules in college football. Now, they do have a decent amount of iffy games, I guess, but it's still a pretty easy schedule. We'll run through it quickly. UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, all at home. UAB at home before coming to Auburn. Home versus Kentucky at Vanderbilt. Florida neutral site. Home versus Missouri at Ole Miss. No, that's at home too. You're at Tennessee. At Auburn, at Tennessee. That's all Georgia has. The schedule's a cakewalk. And if they can find a halfway decent quarterback, Georgia's going to be right there again, folks. I promise you. Coming up in hour number two, we'll talk some more Auburn football, plus some news around the conference and around college football. And then we'll talk with Austin Hand and Obama Central. What's going on in Tuscaloosa as fall practice begins for Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide? Don't turn that radio dial. That's all coming up in hour number two. is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 1067. like a sports leader. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're all doing well as we get underway here in hour number two. This is the Wednesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing. Back of Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 106.7, the 
Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. If you missed any of the first hour, uh, be sure to go and catch up with the podcast. You'll find it commercial-free today, right after the show, ESPNAU.com, or just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. I've been previewing Auburn football fall practice as they report today. They get going tomorrow. Uh, We'll talk some more about that here in hour number two. And then I talked with Jordan Hill of Dogs 247, getting you uh, caught up and myself too, uh, getting us caught up on the Georgia Bulldogs as they begin fall practice tomorrow as well. So talked about some different positions going on. We talked about that quarterback battle that's happening in Athens uh, and what what the vibes are around that Georgia program with some of the uh, recruiting losses that they've taken to Auburn and a potential recruiting loss with K.J. Bolden this weekend if all things go well. So if you missed that interview or any other parts of the first hour, be sure to go and uh, listen to the podcast sometime today, tomorrow, whenever you'd like at ESPNAU.com. Here's what's coming up in hour number two. We'll talk more about Auburn football, uh, fall practice, what I'm looking for. I'd love to hear from you and what you're looking for, what you're interested in, uh, what positions are you excited about, maybe even a little worried about. Give me a call. I want to hear from you. Uh, But then we're also going to talk with Austin Hannon of Bama Central. Uh, So a stacked show guest-wise today as we uh, get the rundown on Alabama and talk about their fall practice. We talk about their quarterback battle. And we also talk about the vibes around that program with some of the recruiting losses they've taken as well. So really looking forward to that. Austin's a great guy. I got to officially meet him uh, in Nashville for SEC Media Days, uh, and he's a, he's a fantastic interview and, and becoming a good friend. So looking forward to uh, catching up with him in about 30 minutes. But until then, phone lines are open. Give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. You can be a part of the show. Be on the line. 334 321 1390. That number again is 334-321-1390. Give me a call. Uh, what are you looking forward to as the Tigers get on the field tomorrow for fall practice? Uh, we will uh, be talking about it. Bill and Dan will be talking about it. If you missed me talk about this in the first hour, uh, this is uh, this is my final show of the of of the next week. Uh, I am taking a few days off, taking a little vacation. Uh, it's a much needed vacation. I will uh, just be be honest with you. Uh, it's a much needed vacation, but excited about it, excited for it. Uh, leaving town tomorrow around lunchtime. I'm going to go and, and listen to Hugh Freeze's press conference tomorrow morning. Uh, go watch the, the media window uh, for practice for Auburn football. Uh, then going to go and watch Lee Scott football practice tomorrow uh, because they get going in 15 days. So we're literally two weeks away from Lee Scott getting underway, uh, which is just crazy to think about. So that's what I'm doing tomorrow and then heading out of town. So uh, I will be back this time next week, okay? So no shows, no on the line on Thursday, Friday, Monday, and Tuesday, all right? So I'm off for four days, uh, much needed. Um, I couldn't tell you the last time I actually took a day off of work. Um, it's a little bit different when you have a show, right? It's a little bit different, but uh, it's it's a it's a much needed vacation. I'll go, uh, kind of reset, get you know, relax a little bit, not worry about anything, and then come back and, and absolutely be ready to go. And uh, and looking forward to 
coming back. I'll be keeping up with Auburn football in fall practice. I think I'll miss two of them. Uh, so I uh, shouldn't be uh, anything too crazy. And then, yeah, I'll be back on Wednesday. So this time next week, I'll be back and we'll be talking fall practice. We'll be getting caught up on everything going on, getting you ready for Auburn football as we are 31 days away as we speak so excited for that i'm excited for my trip and i'm excited to get back to you guys so keep that in mind uh max roundtable and the drive will stay the same during my show from two to four uh we will uh, we'll be running espn programming uh the national programming so keep that in mind i'll be back this time next week but still got another hour with you here before uh, i am out of here so if you want to talk to me give me a call i i, I love hearing from you guys i want to hear from you today 334-321-1390 well We've been talking Auburn football, uh, talking about what we're looking for, different position battles. Uh, Also, the positions with the most change and who's going to have the most focus, right? We've already talked about the receivers a little bit, uh, talked a little quarterbacks as well. Uh, I talked about to, to before we got to Jordan Hill, I was really talking about how I want to see Robbie Ashford improve, whether he's the starter or not. Uh, and I don't think he will be, but maybe he will. Um, I'm looking for him to just get better, right? I'm looking for him to get better, more comfortable, more relaxed, more mature, I think, as a quarterback on the field. And I think he's finally got the coaches and the players around him to finally do that. Uh, you look at other position groups for this Auburn team that will be under the microscope that people are interested in. Uh, I think that offensive line, man, I think you have to, you really have to look at the offensive line and just realize how different it's truly going to look. I mean, I, I, I have a real, really good feeling that all five guys up front on the offensive side are going to be completely different than last year. I really do. I I think you can see five brand new guys on that front line. You have a combination of Jeremiah Wright, Connor Liu, uh, you have Avery Jones, Cam Stutz, uh, you have uh, Tate Johnson, Gunnar Britton, Dylan Wade. I mean, just so many different guys that could play on the offensive line. And I think it's going to be a combination of all those and I think it's going to be completely different than what we saw last year and I think it's going to be better than what we saw last year because not only are you bringing new guys in you're bringing experienced guys in you're bringing let's just be honest you're bringing better guys in on the offensive line and so what does that mean well it means whoever your starting quarterback is might actually have time to throw the football for the first time in five years. I mean, honestly, think about it. When's the last time an Auburn quarterback had proper time to throw the football? Jarrett Stidham? I mean, honestly. And so I think you're going to see that now. Let me go ahead and say this. It may take a little time. It may take some time. You're going to see some... And I, I hope we get to see some some adjustments in fall practice and the limited windows that we're going to get. I think you're going to see some shuffling around. And you may even see some shuffling around on the offensive line when the season starts. I mean, again, you're, you're building a brand new unit 
under a brand new staff with a lot of brand new guys. And so you may have to make some changes in that UMass game before you make a trip to Cal. You may have to make some changes before you come home and play Sanford or go on the road and play Texas A&M. You may have to make some changes. Now, I hope by that Texas A&M game and surely by the Georgia game, you have your five guys set in stone up front and you're not worrying about that, right? I hope we're not having to make changes four or five weeks into the year. God forbid injury, of course. If that happens, then you do what you got to do. But I do think they're going to be improved. I think they're going to be better, which means, as I mentioned, the quarterback's going to have time to throw the football, make decisions, make the right decisions, and not be running for his freaking life. That also means that the running backs are going to get to prove themselves even more. Auburn has one of the best running back rooms in college football. Not just the SEC West, not just the SEC I firmly believe that Auburn has one of the best running back rooms in all of college football. Now, there obviously are some question marks, and I don't think there's any concern long-term there. And you all know what I'm talking about, and we're going to leave it at that. But you look at who's in this running back room. Jarquez Hunter. Brian Battee. Damari Austin. Jeremiah Cobb. There are some really, really good running backs. Sean Jackson. This is a stacked running back room. And I think they're all solid. I think they're all unique. And I think they're all going to have a role in this offense. Whether it be a guy that you can dump it off to on a check down and let him pick up a couple of blocks and be shifty and outrun everybody. Whether it be a guy that you're on the two-yard line and you turn and hand it to and say, get in the end zone. Whether it's a first-down guy, a third-down guy. Whether it's a guy, maybe he, th- he runs across the middle and you can throw it to him. Who knows? But I think Auburn has a very deep and dynamic running back room that's going to punish some people this fall. So I think that's going to be a huge benefit of the offensive line being better. And at the end of the day, that's going to make the entire offense better, especially for the receivers and the tight ends. It all comes back to the offensive line. Do you notice that? Do you notice how in football, it all has to do with the guys up front on both sides? And do you know why Auburn's offense has struggled for so long? Because the offensive line hasn't been what it needs to be. If your running backs can run the ball effectively, That opens up the passing game. If your quarterback is able to throw the ball, has time to make a decision and not run around and pray, that allows him to do what he needs to do, which allows the receivers to do what they need to do. They have time to get open. They have time to make plays, which means they have time to get better. And then they have time to be more effective on the offensive side of the football. All of this comes back to the offensive line. And I think it's going to be much improved. But give it some time. Give it a little bit of time. And I think it's going to come out like we want it to. Is it going to be the best unit in the SEC? No. But it's not going to be one of the worst like we've seen in years past. Some other groups that I have my eye on for for Auburn this fall. I look at the linebacker position. You have Jalen McLeod. 
Elijah McAllister, Steven Sings, whether you're looking at linebacker or Jack, that new Jack position, right? I look at those guys. I'm really looking for, for Elijah McAllister to take that step, right? Had a chance to talk to him at SEC Media Days. He's one of the sharpest guys you're ever going to meet. One of the sharpest dudes you're ever going to talk to. He is very brilliant. He's got a great head on his shoulders. Very mature. Very respectful. And very, very, very smart. Now, you look at his numbers at Vanderbilt, and you're like, he didn't really do all that much. Okay, numbers-wise. But this guy was a team captain at an SEC school. I don't care that it was Vanderbilt. He was a captain on an SEC defense. That says something to me. And what that tells me is no, his numbers don't jump off the page, but there's a reason that he was a captain. It's because he was trusted, and others trusted him and relied on him on and off the field, during the game, on the sidelines, in practice, in the dorm rooms, right? They trust him. I look for him to be that again this year, but have even better numbers on Auburn's defense. So I look at him in that linebacker room, along with Austin Keys, Larry Nixon, right? Robert Woodyard. There's so many good linebackers, and, and, and we've been having this conversation. I've been saying this. I'm ready for Auburn to get back to having those stud linebackers. And we've talked about it in future sense with the commitment of Demarcus Riddick. But I'm talking right now in 2023, I'm looking for Auburn to have those dudes in the linebacker room. And I'm not saying they haven't had them. They've had some guys, K.J. Britt, right? Auburn has had one and two here and there. But for the first time in a long time, thanks to additions in recruiting and transfer portal, Auburn has this crazy term. They have depth. They have depth on the offensive line. They have depth in the running back room. They have depth in the wide receiver room. They have depth in the linebacker room. They have depth on the defensive line. Not as much, but they've got it. More than they've had in the past. And I know that's a crazy thought. It's a crazy, it's a crazy strategy to, to not just tire your guys to death, right? To play them until they can't stand up anymore. But Auburn has those things. And you want to talk about what's made Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson. What's made those programs so good? Sure, it's the guys that are on the field that start. But it's the guys that come in after them and have little to no drop-off when they do. That's what makes a great football team. That's what makes a great football program. And I'm not saying Auburn's great yet, but at least you have some guys that can step on the field and you're not worried about it. And you don't have a linebacker room this year that if one guy goes down, the whole defense is done for, the whole linebacker room is done for. You've got some really good players in there. And I think you're going to see a lot of them develop and be difference makers and impact players on the defensive side of the football. I'm excited for the linebackers, man. I really, really am. It's my favorite position on the defense. I've said that. They're so versatile in what they do. And they really command everything, in my opinion. And I think you've got some really, really good leaders in the linebacker room this year. 
I'm excited about it. I hope you are as well. Auburn football fall practice beginning tomorrow. They reported today. They'll start tomorrow. We are 31 days away, folks. If you can't hear the excitement in my voice, if you can't hear the passion in my voice and the readiness in my voice, then maybe you're not listening right. I hope you share this feeling with me. I really hope you do. Because, man, when I get back from this vacation, it's going to be on. And we're going to have so much fun on this show and on this station and in this town. I just can't wait. I cannot wait. But let's take a break. When we come back, we have some other uh, general college football stuff to talk about. Uh, More expansion news. Uh, There's a meeting that's been going on right now about a major Power 5 school that we've talked about recently. Pretty sure we talked about them yesterday. They had a meeting today. Don't know if we have any updates on that. I'll see if I can find some during the break. Uh, But some more expansion news around college football and rumors and reports and conversations they're being had about the changing landscape of the game we love. Give me a call, 334-321-1390. We'll talk about some college football news when we come back. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Let's talk some college football news as it seems to be uh, just about every conversation when talking about college football, college athletics right now is who's leaving their current conference and where are they going, right? That seems to be every conversation, every storyline that pops up when talking about college athletics. And we were talking yesterday, uh, if you were tuned into the show or caught up on the podcast, uh, we were talking about the the non-report slash rumor that the Big Ten was looking to add Washington, Oregon, uh, Clemson, and Florida State. Well, that's been it's been talked about by one person, one outlet, not a real report, and nothing has obviously happened from that. Uh, but one of those teams that was mentioned in there uh, had a board meeting today, a board of trustees meeting, and uh, talking about the future of their of their school and the conference that they are in. Um, and it's the Florida State Seminoles. They had a board of trustees meeting today talking about that exact thing on what the future holds. And uh, according to uh, Noel Game Day, which is the SI website uh, for Florida State, same as the Auburn Daily site here in town, uh, the Sports Illustrated site for Florida State, uh, it says, here's the title, here's what happened. That meeting took place today around 2 o'clock. And uh, here's what the headline says. It says, FSU president sends major message to ACC during board of trustees meeting. And here's the first couple of paragraphs quickly. It says, Florida State is at risk of, of falling behind. It says, of falling behind the country with the growing revenue gap between the Big Ten slash SEC compared to the ACC. It goes on to say, university leadership is aware of the problem and recently addressed the issue during a board of trustees meeting on Wednesday afternoon. Of course, that was today. This article was written and published 12 minutes ago. It says, Florida State President uh, sent a, me- a major message to the ACC about pr- the program's future with the conference. It's clear that the Seminoles are willing to do whatever they have to do to stay among the premier programs in the country. And here's a quote from Florida State's athletic director or Florida State's president, excuse me. It says, quote, We currently, as you all know, face a very difficult situation. 
We are seeing large media deals that have been made with places like the Big Ten and the SEC, which in many ways are creating an ex- a, a existential crisis for Florida State University as we will be $30 million per school per year behind in our gap in conference distribution with contracts that are set to go through 2036. He goes on to say, without increasing revenue, we will raise major challenges to compete in football, NIL, coaching salaries, and attractive facilities to continue building our brand and be competitive. Our Title IX could be completely affected in every dramatic way. He goes on to say, we of course are not satisfied with our current situation. We love the ACC. We love our partners at ESPN. Our goal would be to stay in the ACC, but staying in the ACC with the current situation is hard for us to figure out how we remain competitive unless there were a major change in the revenue distribution within the conference itself. That has not happened, though discussions are ongoing and continue to explore the situation. So basically, he goes on to say, and here's the quote that really tells you what you need to know. I believe Florida State at some point will have to be very seriously consider leaving the ACC unless there was a radical change to the revenue distribution. How about that? How about that? Florida State basically said, ACC, if you don't fix this and get us more money, we're gone. And you know what? I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Because Florida State is looking around college football. They're looking around at what the Big Ten and the SEC and heck, even the Big 12 as of right now and what they're doing and what they're paying per school or paying each school, I should say, based off of TV deals and others. And Florida State's like, man, we want a piece of that action. We deserve to have that type of money. We deserve to get paid like that and they're starting to realize that the ACC just can't afford to do that the ACC won't make enough money to do that and it sounds like Florida State has realized they're trapped in a contract that goes through 2036 and I don't think they're alone I think Clemson will realize that too I think other ACC programs will eventually realize that and realize they can make more money elsewhere. Now, that's going to be a heck of a process to try to get out of all that. But it sounds like Florida State is starting to read the writing on the wall. That's what happened in a Board of Trustees meeting just a little bit ago. That meeting took place. It started about an hour or so ago, and that article was posted about 15 minutes ago. Really interesting developments in Tallahassee right now. With that being said, there's some other news that came out earlier today that says the Big Ten has begun preliminary talks to potentially add Oregon, Washington, California, and Stanford to their conference. That's a completely different conversation than we were having yesterday. That's half different teams. We were talking about Oregon and Washington, that Florida State team and Clemson as a rumored deal could be going down to the Big Ten but this is from sources according this is on Yahoo Dan Wetzel on Yahoo he says the Big Ten has begun uh, discussions about expanding membership to 18 or even 20 teams that includes Oregon Washington Cal and Stanford don't really understand those last two 
Oregon, Washington, fine. But Cal and Stanford, oh my gosh. Super conferences are coming, folks, and the Big Ten will not stop. And I had this conversation yesterday, and I'm interested to see where it goes. Will the SEC feel the pressure to add more teams? Wow. We've got some developing stuff going on as the season gets closer and closer. But when we come back, we're going to talk with Austin Hannon of Bama Central, get his thoughts and his uh, preview of Alabama as they begin fall practice this week as well. Don't turn that radio dial. We're talking the Alabama Crimson Tide when we come back. Jacob Goertz on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. We've got 30 more minutes here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins with you on the Auburn Opelika Sports Leader ESPN 1067. Well, joining us on the phone lines as he does every Wednesday at 3.30, it's Austin Hannon of Bama Central. And man, we are 31 days away from the college football season. It, it, it's really just shocking to think that we're this close to the start, man. And that's 31 days from Alabama and Auburn, Jacob. I mean, we got less than that from you know week zero, and I believe Vanderbilt's going to start playing. I believe Notre Dame plays. Um, so we got we got less than 31 days, my brother. That's right, and we have literally college football to watch and talk about in this month. I mean, it's it's just crazy. The summer flew by for me. I'm sure it did for you as well. Uh, and SEC Media Days feels like it was a month ago. Yeah, it does. It does. It really does. Um, so we're into August now, and I think August is really the big indicator that we're almost there. Uh, fall camp for Alabama starts tomorrow, um, so we'll start having media availabilities with Saban and players and coordinators and stuff like that, but yeah, college football season, August 26th, that by my count's 24 days away, so uh, even less than the 31 that you mentioned. Well, you mentioned already that Alabama, uh, I think they reported today, right, and they start tomorrow uh, for practice. Uh, I believe that they, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Alabama, are they bringing back like the, what is it, the fan day or where the fans can go and watch a snippet of practice on a weekend? Did they bring that back this year? Yeah, so Fan Day um, in the past has been, you know, open to everybody. And, um, you know, you've had some funny moments where, you know, just about every Alabama fan in the area will get there and uh, try to be the first onto the field because it was kind of a first-come, first-serve autograph thing. Uh, but now, obviously, in the day of NIL and, and money-making for athletes and everything like that, it's now a paid experience. So you got to sign up for ah. Yay Alabama, which is the NIL entity for Alabama Athletics, um, to get access to – uh, autographs and, and talking to players and stuff like that. However, anybody will get to watch practice um, on Saturday. So we should have a decently sized crowd at Bryant Denny Stadium. I'll be there as well, I'm sure. Um, and we'll get a first good look at this team. Well, as fall practice begins for Nick Saban and Alabama, uh, before we get into the different position groups and get into uh, the X's and O's, what's the vibe right now uh, around this program for Nick Saban, the players? Uh, I know they've been kind of you know off doing their own thing with summer, but what's the vibe right now going into fall practice for 2023? I think the vibe's good. I mean, I think any new season, whether you're Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, anybody, I mean, your record's 0-0. Zero zero. Uh, most of the players on your team are probably fully healthy. Uh, and everybody's got expectations, and everybody's got excitement for what they can do this season. So 
I think just like just about every fall camp around the country, Alabama's is going well right now. I think everybody's confident um, and ready to kind of get this thing turned around. You've got two new coordinators. Um, you've got a lot of guys that were on the team last year that aren't anymore, but I think that has some positive stuff with it too. I mean, this is, you know, an opportunity for a lot of guys to, you know, stake their ground and, and get this program back in the playoff where it hasn't been um, here in a, uh, one full season. So, Wow, uh, must be like must be terrible, man. It's been a whole year <laughs> removed, Austin. I know you guys, <laughs> Bama fans are just, they're itching to get back, right? It's been so long. <laughs> it feels like a long time, though. And, and I've, used this, I've used this with a few people this year. Um, obviously, they lost that national championship two years ago to Georgia and Indianapolis. Nick Saban has not gone three full seasons in Tuscaloosa without lifting the trophy. Um, so this would this would be the third year in a row if it was to happen, but if not, the the, the, the pattern will continue and Alabama will be the national champion again. Well, I, I think that's a good route to go. What's it going to take for Alabama it, to continue that streak if they want to be lifting the trophy uh, in January in college football as the champions once again? What's it going to take for them to get back and do that again? I, I think college football as a sport is really open this year. I mean, you've seen a lot of talk about Georgia going for the three-peat, which Obviously, they're going to be the favorite odds on, but there is something to winning three national championships in a row. It's not easy, and there's a reason we haven't seen it in nearly 100 years. I mean, Alabama was the last team to get close um, with with that kick six kind of ending it in A.J. McCarron's senior season. Um, Georgia's got their, you know, they, their schedule is going to be a little bit favorable, obviously, but it's still, I mean, it's still going to be difficult for them to win it this year, especially without Stetson Bennett, which I don't think is getting enough attention at this point right now. Um, just the fact that we're kind of all walking over the fact that Georgia's quarterback is brand new, just like Alabama's is. So, um, and so is Ohio State, you know, now that CJ Stroud's out of there. So, obviously, talent, Carson Beck's got a lot of talent. Um, there's a lot of talent in Alabama's quarterback room. But I, I think it, it's, it's not a year where you look up at the standings in the, in the preseason top 25 and say, oh, I think this team or that team is going to run away with it. And, um, so I think that's a good thing. And, and for Alabama to win the national championship this year, they've got a good football team. And obviously the quarterback's an important position. Uh, and then there's questions there, but it's three, four, five talented guys that are going to the position. And at the end of the day, it's about getting the ball to the playmakers. It's about playing good defense um, and not making mistakes. And I, I think that's been Nick Saban's big thing this offseason is, hey, we just need to find a quarterback that's going to go in there, run the system, and get the guy, get the ball to the guys, to the guys that do good things with it. I mean, it's not Bryce Young. You're not going to have a guy that's out there making hero plays anymore. But can you limit the turnovers, limit the interceptions, limit the, the you know the holdings and false starts and everything like that? If you can do that, you, you're in a great position to make the SEC championship and make the playoffs again. Well, Austin, you, you bring up the quarterbacks, and of course, that's where uh, it's where a lot of Alabama fans are are waiting to hear uh, who's going to be the day one starter. Look, there's a lot of Auburn fans that are waiting to see who the day one starter is in Tuscaloosa as well as here in Auburn. Um, your just your breakdown of what that quarterback room is. It seems like it's wide open going into fall practice. Saban had he said that uh, in Nashville just a few weeks ago that nobody's really separated themselves. And so, Austin, what's your your breakdown of this quarterback room? Yeah, we talked about it um, in Nashville, actually. It was a great conversation we had on your show. I don't – I think it's going to come down to week one, week two. Uh, you know, Nick Saban's not like Steve Spurrier where he's okay with letting um, a quarterback competition go into the middle of the season and onward and just kind of roll with it. He wants to have a guy, and, you know, for good reason. I mean, to have a successful football team, more likely than not, 
you need to have one quarterback that leads the team that every week you know who's going out there and starting and winning the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you in, in Nashville that I think snap one, game one, you're going to see Jalen Milrow go out there. But I think they're going to use that week one game against Middle Tennessee as more of a, hey, here's a tryout. Let's change guys in and out. Let's see if everybody can get first team reps. Um, and, you know, Middle Tennessee State's not going to give you much trouble probably. Uh, they'll probably be a 35, 40-point favorite. But it'll still give you an opportunity to say, okay, you're not going to wait until the second half to give Ty Simpson um, and Tyler Buckner snaps. We're going to let them do it early on, see how they run the offense, see how they how their decision-making is. And that I, I've used that so many times, but I think that decision-making component is going to be the most important uh, for, this, for this battle. I think Saban knows that he's got a good team around that quarterback, um, both on offense and defense, and it's going to just be, hey, can we play turnover-free football? Um, can we give the ball to our great running backs? Can we throw, you know, short, deep routes to our good receivers? It's going to be one of those years where Alabama needs a game manager at quarterback. You don't have to do anything special. Um, and I think if you can, if Ty Simpson, Tyler Bunkner, Jalen Miller, whoever can figure out how to run the offense efficiently and not turn the ball over, I think it's going to be the quarterback. Well, well, Austin, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like a lot of the conversations around the Alabama quarterback room and battle it's focused on that week two matchup against Texas and there's been a lot of sayings you know just because quarterback a starts against Texas doesn't mean he's going to start against uh, Arkansas or whoever right I feel like there's a lot of those conversations and you could see multiple quarterbacks start a game this season for Alabama yeah that Texas game I'm glad you brought it up because it really is going to be one of the biggest football games uh, this calendar year for all of college football not just Alabama um, you know, obviously Texas is coming to the SEC, so this is kind of their final chance uh, as a Big 12 opponent to come in there and, and to Brian Denny Stadium and make, you know, a statement for themselves. And Texas has got a really good football team this year, Jacob. I mean, you think back to last year's matchup at Austin, they're probably still a little upset that they weren't able to finish that game out yeah. um, in front of their home fans. You know, Quinn Ewers obviously goes down in the first half on that big sack by Dallas Turner. They have to put a young, experienced quarterback in the game, and that's kind of when it fell apart offensively for them. Um, so I, I fully expect Texas to come to Tuscaloosa ready to go. Um, they've got Xavier Worthy back, who killed Alabama uh, in that game last year. Obviously, I already talked about Quinn Ewers. I think he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the country this year. Um, and they've got a lot of you know returning experience on that team, and they've got a great coach in Steve Sarkeesian, who, like I've said before, knows Alabama. He, he's been the offensive coordinator in Tuscaloosa. He knows Nick Saban. He knows kind of what's going to what's coming for them at Bryant Denny Stadium. And I think that's a game that they could easily lose if they don't really, if they have bad quarterback play. And um, it's not necessarily going to be the fault of those three or four guys, but that's a big state. I mean, that's a big, big opportunity as well as a big um, obstacle for all, all of the quarterbacks that are going for it. Because you think about everything that's going to be going on, and I'm sure college game day will be here. It's got a night game. It's on ESPN. Just about every eye in the country is going to be on you that day. And, you know, if their quarterbacks, you know, kind of fluster under the spotlight and don't make it happen, there's there's absolutely reason to believe that Texas can come in and win. Austin Hannon of Bama Central joining us on the phone lines. He joins us every Wednesday at 3.30 here on ESPN 106.7. With fall practice getting started outside of the uh, very controversial quarterback battle and quarterback room, uh, what other positions are you looking for or Alabama fans interested in uh, to maybe get some clarification as fall practice rolls on? Yeah, there's a few position groups that I absolutely love. And us at Bama Central have been doing kind of a, you know, big position by position preview over the last few weeks. Um, And I I actually was, you know, tasked with a couple of my favorites, with with that being the offensive line and the wide receivers. 
Um, I think the offensive line, it's a big year for them. Um, you know, in the days of old, if you go back to 10 years ago or so, you remember Alabama as being a team that's going to dominate the line of scrimmage um, and, and knock you over and mm-hmm. run for five, six yards every play. Last year wasn't that way. I mean, we saw Bryce Young having to run away from pressure and uh, no running game really at all, even with Jameer Gibbs in the backfield. It was kind of the last couple of years, but an air raid system because you just didn't have guys on the offensive line that could dictate the, you know, the tempo and, um, and dictate the football game. And I think this year with J.C. Latham coming back for his junior season and Tyler Booker coming in there uh, for his sophomore season, Seth McLaughlin's going to be a very old senior playing center. You're going to have guys, you have guys in there now that, you know, can maybe make that happen. Um, I've mentioned the running backs. They got a stable of great ones. Uh, I really want to see how Justin Haynes is um, in fall camp, the true freshman from Georgia who was a Kirby Smart commit, but then, you know, flipped over last minute on early signing day. Um, how about Caden Proctor, the number one offensive tackle in the country um, that flipped from Iowa to Alabama on that same day? Will he get to start? You know, will he get a, a game one start this year as a freshman? We'll see. He's obviously got the size to do so, but can he start in a high-profile SEC program like Alabama? And then I mentioned the receivers. I absolutely love the receiver room. Um, Jermaine Burton deciding to come back for another year. You've got Ja'Cory Brooks, who Auburn fans will remember from that Iron Bowl two years ago. Yeah, two Kobe huge Brennan. impact players on the receivers, no doubt. Isaiah Bond, Kendrick Law. I mean, all these young receivers that are so electric, and um, they're, they're now a, a year into the system as, as they were freshmen last year. So there's a lot to like there. Uh, and so like I just said, I just said receivers, offensive line, and running backs are all strong groups. That's exactly what you need if you're an experienced quarterback. You need all three of those things to help you out. Um, and, and I think those things will help out the quarterback. That, that, and that's what I've been telling people a lot, Jacob, is the quarterback thing is so overblown almost because everything that's around the quarterback this year I think is going to be so um, stable and good that it's not going to – it's going to be one of those years like 2015 when you could kind of go in there and just kind of do a, a so-so job, protect the football – and everything else will take care of itself. Well, Austin, you, you've done a fantastic job on those articles. I've been reading them, the the, the uh, position previews uh, with those. I gotta I gotta be caught up on Alabama when people ask me about it, you know, because I always say this: people in Auburn care about what's happening in Tuscaloosa, and the oh, people yeah. in Tuscaloosa care about what's happening in Auburn. So I uh, know you, you do a fantastic job with Bama Central, uh, Austin. Before I let you go, you knew I was gonna ask. You know, I got to bring it up with the recruiting stuff that's been going on with Auburn that's picked up a couple of big time recruits here in the last week or so uh, Demarcus Riddick who flipped from Georgia and picked Auburn over Alabama and then the big flip over the weekend during Big Cat Perry Thompson flipping his long term or long time commitment from Alabama to Auburn we've seen a lot of uh, fan reaction from from uh, Crimson Tide fans maybe not super pleased that Auburn's picked up a couple five stars but uh, what's the has that cooled off at all there in Tuscaloosa? Well, I mean, anytime Auburn, you know, steals a guy away from, from Alabama, especially an in-state guy, it's going to hurt a little bit more. And let's, let's be honest. I mean, Perry Thompson's going to be a great football player when he gets to Auburn. Um, just looking at, you know, some of his, I've actually had, I had to dive deep on him a little bit, um, over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, being a Foley kid, playing at Foley high school, being six foot three, over 200 pounds, what do you immediately think of? You think of Julio Jones, who was a similar size, a little bit bigger coming out of high school, but also played over at Foley. Uh, obviously, he came to Alabama, and he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer in the NFL one day. It, that, that's the immediate comparison, just because he's so highly touted, and he came from that high school, and um, a lot of the similar coaches over there, and he's got some size. He's going to be a great football player, and, and I'm sure Alabama's going to really miss 
um, and miss having him. And I mean, I, we kind of all saw this coming. Obviously, he committed to Alabama about a year ago, uh, but it's kind of been iffy, iffy. You know, where's he going to go over the last year or so? And towards the last few weeks, it kind of seemed like Auburn was going to be the big player, and it ended up being Auburn. Um, and I, I think the big thing that made Alabama fans so mad was the fact that he said Hugh Freeze was good at developing receivers better than Nick Saban. Um, when you look at the NFL and there's nine, ten guys right now um, in training camp that played for the Crimson Tide and, and, and Saban. So I, I think that was the big thing that kind of made people mad. They understand that they're going to get other good receivers in the class in 24. Uh, but Perry Thompson was definitely a big loss just be, being in state and being as good as he is. And it was it was a huge win for Hugh Freeze and Auburn, not just to get a five star, but to get him to flip from Alabama, and then getting uh, Demarcus Riddick to flip from Georgia as well. Austin Hannon of Bama Central, who joins us every Wednesday at three thirty on the show. Man, like I said, you do a fantastic job with all your written work. I always enjoy when you come on the show. Uh, you got great things to say, and it's always a great and fun conversation. Let everybody know where they can find you, all your fantastic work, and what you got coming up with fall practice starting tomorrow. Yeah, so BamaCentral.com, and if you can't remember that, just literally go into Google and type in Alabama SI, and it'll be the first link up there. And uh, on, on Twitter, I'm Austin Hannon underscore, or I guess, I guess we're calling it X now. So Yeah, um, yeah whatever it's called. Me, you can find me on X at Austin Hannon underscore, and I'll put a bunch of stuff there as well. Man, nothing upset me more, and, and I screenshotted <laughs> it before it happened, but before the Twitter logo and the app updated on right, my phone. Right, Yeah. Yep. Yeah, unbelievable. That was, a, that, was a tough, that was a tough moment. Yeah, unbelievable. Well, hey, I had so much fun. Let's do it again next week, huh? Yeah, let's do it every week. Let's do it every <laughs> week from now until uh, until January, huh? I love it, man. Hey, we'll talk to you next Wednesday, all right? Yep, that's Austin Hannon of Bama Central joining us on the phone lines. Again, he joins us every every single Wednesday here on the show. Alabama starting their fall practice tomorrow as well. We'll come back and wrap it up here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line on ESPN 106.7. are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. A big thank you to Austin Hannon of Bama Central. He joins us every Wednesday here on the show, getting us ready for Alabama fall practice that begins tomorrow as well. So big thank you to him and Jordan Hill who joined us uh, of Dogs 247 back in the first hour. So uh, let's get to the phone lines quickly one more time before we get out of here. Spectre, you're on the line. you got a couple minutes, man. What's up? Hey, you asked uh, what I'm looking forward to on the field. Yeah. I'm looking I'm looking to see what this O-line is going to do. I'm with you. And and if they're if they're as good as everybody's saying they may be, um, I think we're going to have a quarterback battle. Yeah, and no, I I, think, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I think the I think the offensive line is going to be improved. Um, I think it's going to be a bunch of new faces, and I think they they have a chance to be really solid. I, I'm not going to say they're going to be great. Doesn't mean they can't be, but it's mm-hmm. definitely going to be an improvement from what we've seen in the past, Specter. Yeah, I know what Thorne can do, and I'm just looking forward to seeing what Ashford could do with a good old line. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm with you, and I uh, talked about that earlier. I'm looking for him to just, yeah, see what he can do and see if he can improve yeah. and, and, and really battle, absolutely. Well, listen, I, before you go, um, there's no there's no drive, I mean, no online to tomorrow and Friday? Correct, yes. I am taking a few days off. Uh, I'll be off tomorrow, Friday, Monday, and Tuesday, taking a little four-day vacation. It's a late one, but I'm going to take it, and uh, I'll be back this time next week on Wednesday. So Carter's still under the weather, 
Uh, Carter is actually, uh, in case you missed that, Carter is no longer with us. He uh, he went and got accepted to law school, uh, and so he is uh, moving as we speak, and uh, he he's taken a different uh, different route. So he will be uh, in law school about a week from now. Okay, so there is no underlying reason there, right? No, no, no. He got he okay. he he went to law okay. school and and got accepted and and uh, he like I said he, his orientation starts like next week so he had to get up and get out of here and and I appreciate right. him and his services but yep I'm I'm looking for a new co-host and that process has begun but you got me for a little bit until then. All right, buddy. I put my application. In. <laughs> appreciate it, Specter. Good to hear from you. You too, buddy. Have a nice one. Yep, you too. That's Specter joining us as we wrap up uh, wrap up the show. Yeah, in case you missed that, uh, Carter, my co-host Carter Bird, who's been with me for almost a year now, uh, got a got a late acceptance into law school. Uh, he is going out to uh, the University of Arizona. He will be uh, pursuing a law degree, and so we 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 wish him the best of luck. And, and I appreciate everything that he's done for me uh, in this station, this show, and Auburn Network as a whole. And so uh, we wish him the best of luck. And he'll be in touch. He'll he'll definitely want to talk some ball with us uh, once he gets out there and settled in and so you got me for a little bit it'll be me flying solo uh for the foreseeable future hopefully not too long like i told specter i have started that process uh, of trying to find a new co-host and so uh, when that happens we'll bring them on as soon as possible and and get rolling as football season approaches but yes i am out uh on the line is is uh we'll be off the air for a couple days i am gone tomorrow Friday, Monday, and Tuesday. Taking a little vacation. Much needed. Let me go ahead and tell you. I'll get refreshed. I'll be keeping up with Auburn football. And a week from today, when I'm back in studio, we've got a lot to talk about. I'm excited. I hope you are as well. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of uh, the week and the weekend. And I'll talk to you a week from today on Wednesday, 2-4, to right here on ESPN 106.7. Enjoy uh, the the notes from fall practice. I'll be keeping up with it, and I'm excited to get back to to the station and get back on the air. So, again, enjoy your uh, few days without me. I'll enjoy my days off, and I'll be back a week from today, 2-4, to here on ESPN 106.7. A week from today, I'll be back with you. Until then, stay safe. I'll talk to you later.